1: This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 107. The main positive from opening, from starting your own business, the main driver is that it's working when you're not there and you're able to make money while you're going out mountain biking yep. or kayaking or, or whatever. Um, and so that was kind of the focus there.
2: Hit it! Ha, that's what I'm talking about. Wait!
1: Okay, now, from the beginning.
2: Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday, so we've got another phenomenal guest and deep dive interview, and today truly was uh, one of my most favorite interviews I've said that a lot, but this one is, it was really, really great, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. I got to sit down and talk with a longtime friend of mine, Sam Sutton. If you guys are into the world of kayaking, you probably know that name as Sam is a four-time extreme race world champion. He's also honestly one of the most entrepreneurial guys that I know. Um, He has started his own rafting company that's super successful. He started Waka Kayaks. He has, on it. we dive deep into it. I couldn't even list off all the different businesses that he he started. He's uh, created this mobile Mobile Gaming World Championships that he tells us about. Anyway, there's just so much that he's got going on. Starting a zipline and and an EV vehicle, electric vehicle. I I don't even know exactly the full details on that. But Sam kind of just dives in deep about his his story of how he got into paddling, how he got into business, and just you get a true understanding of just his mindset of how he really just chases these goals and ideas and turns them into fruition. So very, very cool conversation that we have and so many nuggets of gold that Sam shares with us. Um, Honestly, I'm, yeah, I couldn't say enough of of just how much I enjoyed this conversation with him. So let's wait no longer and jump right into it. Here is Sam Sutton. Well, Sam, you are one of my most favorite people to hang out with. Just super energetic and, um, yeah, just really fun. And and I've actually been trying to get you here on the show for a bit, so I'm stoked to have you. And welcome to the Art of Awesome podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for... uh inviting me again and i'm stoked i've taken the opportunity i was a little bit nervous actually the first time but i've um i've been following along in the podcast and it's it's awesome actually i really enjoy listening to it oh, love well. your work bro so it's um cool to finally catch up again after a couple of years well
2: thanks for that and yeah it is good it's been it's been too long since uh since we've been together hanging out in, in person and uh definitely miss being with you on the river Trying to chase you down and, and catch up because I was always pretty far behind. But uh, Sam, you're pretty widely known for your kayak achievements, uh, including your, your four time Sick Line Extreme Race World Championships. So that's pretty amazing. I think I was actually there for all four of them, which was also super cool. Um, though you've got so much more depth than just that. And, and I also want to talk about that as well. So you're like one of the people that I think of the most when I hear the word entrepreneur. Um, you've got a flurry of like different companies and businesses that you've started, including a video game app that I that I also want to talk about that you were just like promoting on social and stuff. Um, but you also started Waka Kayaks, which has been hugely successful in the past couple of years. Um, obviously, probably greatly affected with your with your world championship winning events, um, and then you've also you started this rafting company that has also taken off on, am I correct? Is it on the, the Kaituna in New Zealand? Yeah, correct.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah,
2: so yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good rundown. Um. Well, well, first off, I guess what, what I wanted to say was, how did it all come into reality? And did it start, like, how did you get into kayaking? And where did the entrepreneurship come from? And like, which which kind of came first? kayaking or were, was it always business kind of like this creative mind first or i don't know just kind of give us a rundown of like was it the chicken or the egg that
1: came first it was actually the rooster that came first <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no uh well i guess i grew up in okiri falls so that's where the okiri river or the kaituna river flows from um, and i saw kayaking from an early age but i never really took a step into the kayak but growing up I was always I always thought I'd have my own businesses and I was quite excited about entrepreneurship um, from a very early age uh, always thinking about I guess a side hustle or some description or stuff like that and then actually kayaking fully changed my life plan away from that um, initially and I was just so focused um on kayaking you know all I would do at high school was draw pictures of kayaks on my corner of my book that was the same way totally the same yeah yeah and then you'd come home and you'd watch kayaking movies and you'd be like watching these dudes um like I'd actually like I think in my later years, just before I went over to my first overseas trip, which is actually to the Ottawa, which is the first time I met you in 2006, and which was my last year of high school. And I just came across you guys. And um, it was definitely like so nervous going and seeing these people like that. I've just watched on the movie screen, like Rush dirges and for example, um, yeah. and so kayaking really, it just, consumed my life and it was everything to me and I really struggled actually after that first trip when I came back to New Zealand I had my last um, two months of high school left and my life path was just so clear to me as what I wanted to do was just to travel the world and go kayaking and so that's what I did and um, people were like dude how are you going to make any money doing this and everybody else's parents were kind of like quite judgmental like my friends parents were like you've got no backup plan whereas i really take my head off to my parents being like no we believe in you um we think you can go out and and do what you want to do and you've got that entrepreneurial streak um which i really really hadn't found properly yet and um so yeah went out traveled the world kayaking and I needed to make ends meet, though, like my parents weren't going to financially support me or anything like that. So um, luckily, there were some people that ended up finding me along the way. And then Adidas supported me from my second year out of out of high school, which was kind of gave me enough to start traveling the world and um, take it a little bit more professional. Um, and then I really I actually got into that extreme racing. Um, within kind of the second year of kayaking. And the first kind of bigger race I got to do was actually in um, Hood River. And it was against um, with Teo Berman. And he, yep. he beat me yep. at, in the end. But in the head to head, in the boat across, I managed to beat him with like half a blade of a, of a Letman paddle snapped off. <laughs> oh, really? Dude. Yeah, yeah. And because I, um, I had no money, man. So I, I borrowed this <laughs> paddle. And it had like half, but the Litman blade was so so grunty you could just get away with it um, <laughs> and then yeah, I think people were like, "Who's this rugged dude trying to trying to go hard and after that, with the blade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try it, like to Berman is such a beast, and then um after that, I really got excited about that extreme racing and I, I saw that yeah I've got some potential to actually do quite well in this and I quite liked I'm, um, you know like like most of us are quite competitive I would say and it just came naturally to start training for that a little bit and um and I found it worked really well it really worked with my style of enjoying to like be on the line and that was for more for self-preservation like I would always paddle everything. Like if you make a mistake, you die. And um, that's kind of the mentality that I took into to the extreme racing. And and kind of through that, it was through the through kayaking that my eyes opened up to all these other people doing these other amazing things that kayaking and kind of showing them the path and was the main teacher for them. And it like opened up these businesses that they were able to establish through that. And that's kind of my first business proper business that I really started was Rotorua rafting. And the reason was, um, was basically I just saw it as a way as I, I could go safety kayaking during the summer months in New Zealand and make decent coin and kind of start setting myself up for life in the future. And not long after that, we had the opportunity to start Walker kayaks and, um, That was awesome, fun, really fun experience actually starting Walker. And the passion really came from just having this amazing boat and just taking it to the masses. So we just took the mould from New Zealand over to Europe and um, basically just started sending it. But we're just always bootstrapped and probably quite quite the opposite to like really large companies where we're just – purely based on like cash flow, And it's like, man, we, we don't have any money to, to grow this thing really fast. And when you're trying to sponsor peddlers and stuff and you're like, dude, I've got to sell five boats to pay for that one boat. Do you think we can really do that? We haven't made any money, but um, right. nowadays I look at it and I'm like, Whoa, that was, it's, it's just such a cool brand to, and to see just so many of these great peddlers, um, paddling it and and uh, sending it pretty hard these days I think yeah one I
2: definitely applaud the Waka kayaks because I, I I think what you did there was super cool and and I love just the bootstrap bootstrapping mentality of kind of like making that work um and obviously I, I think you're you're being pretty humble there yourself I think your success in paddling is is probably been a, a great, uh, contributor as well as the fact that the designs are really good and, and, you know, you've got other great paddlers that are using it too. Um, but with kind of going back to the rafting company, cause Uh, first off, I love your whole story. It's very similar to mine. I think you and I are actually like the the same age and both kind of left high school just being like, well, I want to figure out this whole kayaking thing. And uh, it was pretty cool that we met, I think, right out of high school together. I didn't realize that after that World Cup that you had to go back for two months more of high school because the whole Southern Hemisphere, your winter, our summer thing. But um, that's funny. I totally just like blanked on that whole part. (laughs) But so we're also super fortunate that the, the two of us got um, kind of picked up and, and hooked up with the Adidas line crew, which was always phenomenal. I love working with that brand and, and it was amazing. Um, though kind of, even though we're, you know, pro kayakers, which is amazing and, and helped fund these incredible trips, it's not like... On the same level as like an NFL or, or like a rugby player. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: being a pro kayaker, is it like you're just like Maybe rolling? In it would a rugby player's <laughs> month if they were really terrible at the game. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so. I remember one year talking with you about sick and, and you're saying something, or maybe it was even when we were in Mexico, I'm not exactly sure. And you're like, yeah, I bought a raft and I was like, what are you going to do with a raft? And you're like, Oh, I'm going to start a kayak co- or a rafting company. And, and I love how you said you, you wanted to start it so that you could become a safety kayaker. Cause I think most people would be like, well, I'm just going to go safety kayak for somebody else. Like where did the idea of like, Oh, I'm going to just like buy a raft and start this rafting company and, and, Take over the the like whole industry there.
1: Yeah, well, it was pretty. Um, yes, yeah, so starting the rafting, it was really came. So I used some of the funds actually from kayaking. As I was like, okay, I'll buy this raft. Um, actually, I bought it the raft initially of like a version of eBay. After a couple <laughs> of years at a barbecue, and I saw this raft, and I was like, oh, I'll just buy this raft. And then it just naturally progressed like, oh, well, I'll need to get certified to take people if I want to rent the raft or, or something and it was basically just came down to valuing my time um so if I'm going to safety kite for somebody I might as well safety kite for myself and take the cream off the top and um you know I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of negatives to owning your own business and to me like the main positive from opening from starting your own business, the main driver is that it's working when you're not there and you're able to make money while you're going out mountain biking or kayaking or, or whatever. Um, And so that was kind of the focus there. And, and I just love the river and I love the area. And now the focus of the business is completely different from um, when I wanted to just go safety kayaking. Now we're fully focused on, Developing like um, Orchid Falls into a sustainable, like a self-sufficient community. For no way. we've got a hundred-year vision for that, and um, working on lots of different reforestation projects within this area. So there's multi layers within that um, rafting, and now now we've actually ventured off. We're just I've spent two years getting a resource consent for a zip line venture over the river, which will enable people to see the river from a different angle and it's a climate positive experience so we're offsetting our carbon footprint by over 200% um, wow. and within that there's a, again a variety of projects that we've just undertaken one of the most ambitious projects is we've actually we wanted to take people up to the top of this farm and show um, regenerative agri- agriculture um, within our experience. And how we're doing that is we got a, like a Yamaha Viking, which is a side by side, you know, the quads with the, the roll cage kind of thing. Yep. six and We've got a Nissan Leaf and we've upcycled the Nissan Leaf into the side by side. Um, with a Gen 1 and pretty excited. It's all been done in Orkide Falls and definitely am I no means the major contributor to this project because it's far above my pay grade um, (laughs) and intelligence and skill but um, we're actually probably the first people in in the world to do that so that's kind of some of the other things we've got to in um, New Zealand. So far I think everybody else has only managed to get their Nissan Leaf Gen 1 to go in reverse in limp mode and that we also found that problem, but luckily there's a wizard around the corner and managed to get it to go forward. So that's pretty cool.
2: No way, dude. You, you blow my mind constantly, Sam. And, and I love that you've got this like hundred year vision and just such a creative mindset for sure. Um, and, and the other thing that just kind of like, I see from my experience with you in, in, in paddling and kayaking and the sick line race and all that stuff is you've got this like uh, dominant mentality of like, I, I will win. I will succeed in whatever I do. I, I remember just like talking with you before when I think maybe you'd won the first world championships. And then even after you won the second world championships, like during, while they were filming that in the TV show, I think you said something like, watch out. Cause I'm going to win a third one in a row as well. And like, and I remember talking with you at like uh dinner like for the following year and you're like oh man maybe i shouldn't have said that on tv or something like that but but it's just like that mentality of like i know what i want and and i'm gonna put it out in the world because i will succeed and nothing's gonna kind of get in my way and i just i see that in everything that you're doing and it's i don't know just a really cool mentality is that something that you focus on or is that just like kind of come naturally for you um
1: when I was kayaking, it was much easier to have that mentality to <laughs> and, and feel confident in your, your ability because I felt confident in my own ability. And um, there's definitely times within, I guess, business at the moment where I'm like, whoa, whew, this is a big task that I've, I've taken on. But I, I would say that I, um, like I, I definitely believe, you know, like I just believe in myself yep. that I will. and um, and I think if, I mean, if, like, if you can visualize it, it will end up happening. It's just that quite often, and I think you have to suffer for a while before you actually get to, get to where you wanted to be. I remember I had times with kayaking at the start where I was like, okay, I'll give myself one more month. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I don't think I can carry on like this. Like, I'm not going to make enough money to go anywhere. And it always worked out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess you just got to have faith that that is going to be continue in every, everything that you do. And, and I mean, I definitely fail often, but so long as you like in short term failure, but I will carry on. It's just that you've got to re-energize and maybe, and just stop, take a, take a pause and re-strategize of what your path is. And, and I mean, Often you have outside um, influences that are coming into these decisions that that are outside of your control that actually end up slowing your, your momentum down, which, you know, like like I guess a lot of people have found that, especially in the last um, eighteen months. Yeah, I I totally agree with all of
2: that for sure, and um, yeah, I think just kind of like putting it out there and pushing it, and also knowing too that, like what you're saying it takes time like it's i think everybody looks and and it's easy to look at someone and and you know claim it as like this overnight success like oh you know sam four time world champion he started this business this rafting company that's super successful and this kayak company that's super successful and and all these different things or or whoever they're looking at but they don't see the 10 years prior of like full on dirt bag you know bootstrapping it and and so i think a lot of that happens in life And I don't know if it's social media is the culprit or what, but where people just, they see the success, they don't see all the hard work. Um, And I I feel like there's a quote that goes something along the lines of like, yeah, he was an overnight success after he put in the like, you know, 10 years or 15 years or 30 years or however many times, like it, it, it doesn't matter how long it takes to get there, but nobody sees that hard work. They only see the like, quote unquote, like overnight success.
1: Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk's always saying, saying right, I, I work 20 hours a day, um, 365 days a year, and people still think I'm lucky. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. exactly. That's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay, so, so Sam, tell me about this app that you created and the whole Mobile Gaming World Championships. Where did that all come from?
1: It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting story. So in in Nepal, I was kayaking up in Annapurna and I remember going up to order some dalba. This is in 2014, I believe. And I went up to this tea hut to order some dalba. There's like a 60 year old lady looking after her grandchild, barely acknowledging me because she's just so intrigued in her phone with candy crush saga going on. And I was like, (laughs) you know we I feel like we're on the end of the earth right now and there's a lady playing candy crush and then after after that trip um we're just traveling around and you're just like man people are just in their phones and especially like in some nations you know they're just playing games yeah. I was like, well it should be pretty interesting to get into like you know I was like oh well I've done pretty well at kayaking but it's it is a small sport so I guess it's it's easier to do well at kayaking if it's a small sport. I was like, man, mobile gaming, it would have to be the biggest hobby in the world. And it is, at the moment, there's 2.2 um, 2 billion people playing mobile games in the world. Um, wow. So I think it's pretty easy to argue that that would be the largest um, hobby. And I just wanted to kind of create the athletic esports on your mobile where you can play games for um, real money and just find like who is the best within this hobby really is kind of the goal um, I mean it's pretty early on stages it's taken a long time to actually come to fruition I, I tried it a few years ago but just didn't have the competency or the skills um, or the connections really to pull it off and maybe at the moment I still don't have the competencies, skills and knowledge to pull it off but we're set, we've tried our first lo- um, soft launch just to yep. see how it went. And, um, you know, there was definitely – it wasn't as successful as you would always hope, but we definitely took some learnings and um, we're ready to kind of move on to the next stage of it. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's like everything. Eh? Um, I mean, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and you do have to focus on on things. And when you have too many things, it is really hard to focus but they all kind of come within the same umbrella as my core focus of having like a bunch of different businesses and being able to grow them Mm -hmm. um but just when you're when you are bootstrapping a lot of stuff and you don't have the capital and the resources to put a lot of manpower into everything it becomes quite a burden i guess on yourself but um You've got to do some suffering if you want to make it to the top. <laughs> I, I love it. So is is the
2: goal with the mobile gaming world championships, is it like focused around the app that you guys created? Or are you guys going to do like different games or kind of what's, where's that
1: kind of going? So we have a game dev working for us at the moment and we're produ- it's pretty epic. We're producing a new game every week. Um, and cow. every game has a different skill set and only one game is live. So basically what's going to happen is it will become free to play. So it's just mass tournament and we're going to rely on sponsorship money to fund the prize pool. And we're just, the, the sole purpose is to try to find the best gamers. And um, as time goes on, the prize pool will start to grow. And then hopefully the sponsorship will be of value where you can um where you can actually uh, make a little bit of profit off that. But I guess the the overall goal is to grow this ginormous user base and then we can branch off, of course, from there. But it's just, just getting into an industry that I really don't know um, super well. You know, I'm not skilled within that area, but it's quite cool. When you do jo- dive headfirst into something, you pick up the skill set that you would never have, picked up otherwise just like the ev conversion you know i'd know what idea what a super is um <laughs> and, or or how the ev motor would work or what a loom is and that's the whole wiring system of the, the whole vehicle which i can tell you within an the ev there is a lot of wires <laughs> and you it's don't not- know which one to cut when you're going to cut them <laughs> yeah
2: it's like one of those Hollywood movies where you're like trying to like disassemble a bomb and you're like, cut
1: the red one. not the black one. Oh gosh. That's funny. The really pink one or the kind of pink one. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty- uh, with, with your so app. That's that- kind of want to get into it. Um, yeah. Just to, I, you know, sometimes I probably shouldn't get into it, but um, I still think that they're going to end up becoming something. And it's just, um comes down to really timing and um where when you can put more energy into certain things and yeah and stuff like that. have you did, did you try to reach out
2: to like um i don't know quote unquote like pro gamers and just like say hey check out this you know mobile app world championships that i'm trying to do and just like reach out to people or was it all just like word of mouth
1: yeah i did try to reach out to gamers um probably not the right gamers to be honest <laughs> It's uh like like I said, you know, it's an industry that I'm not very familiar with, so I'm definitely learning along the way. But it's pretty interesting. Um, you know the the stats w- from the first game. Um, you know the average player spent 18 hours within the week competing in the game. So they're spending wow. like a solid amount of their week, um, playing in the game. But yeah, trying to get those, um. I guess the main like game influences are all people that play PC games, and we're kind of going into the mobile bracket, so it's right. they're not so cool um, within the games, <laughs> but it is, it is for the masses actually. So, yeah. and that's what it's just quite cool to do something that has a really wide market.
2: Yeah, yeah, Sam. One of the coolest things that I that I find um, about your personality and something that inspires me a ton is that you take action. Cause th- there's like a lot of people out there that they have ideas. And then there's some of those people that will like talk about those ideas. And then there's even less people that actually like turn those ideas into fruition. And, and I love how you just like get all these like crazy ideas to just like run with it and, and take it all the way to the finish line. So first I, I applaud you on doing that. Um, but is that kind of just your mentality where you're you think of some cool idea and you're like, oh, I'm just going to start a mobile game world championship series. Like, that sounds like a great idea. I know that I have nothing to do with that field of expertise or like, you know, retrovading an EV vehicle or something like that. And just like, is it just that these ideas just come and you're like, you don't know what to do other than to take it all the way to the finish line and like turn them into reality or what?
1: Well, well I actually think that you're quite similar, Nick. Like, you, you've got so many... Th- different things going on and and um it's awesome to see like you pull off the you know the this podcast is awesome and then your your family um traveling show that's amazing um and i think for me i actually see it as a little bit of a a um a weakness that i jump into so many different things Way too fast. And the problem, the problem I have if, if if I have any spare time, then I come up with something else and I action it. And like I feel like I need to action it instantaneously, instantly. Yeah. And I really am trying to work on to stop, take a minute, <laughs> think about it before I just dive headfirst into it. But often, um, you know, it's really easy to push the button and just send it like yeah. Richard Brent says, you know, screw it, let's do it. And uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, there's always room for improvement. Eh? Like uh, I see a lot of people that are able to just focus on one thing and they mm-hmm. can really do an amazing job. And that's the hardest part, I think, is if we do try to do too many things, it is really hard to make the finish line. Because yep. you are working like four times slower, but across a really wide range. But, to, you know, it just comes down to whatever goal you want, right? So, I mean, um, to me, my kind of life path was after kayaking, I when I didn't feel confident within my own ability to to perform at the level that I wanted to perform at. And with having kids, I thought, I, I need to take a step back, and it's about creating the life for my kids yeah. um, at yeah. the moment. And so now I'm just in this phase of my life, but I'm I want to try to climb out to an early retirement where I can go and travel and and go back on the river with my kids. And um, yeah, and w- w- sometimes I sit, I double guess that life path because you can always see the grass is greener on social media yeah um but but then you just got to stay true to your guns and believe in your own path trust the process yep
2: i I love how you you talk about um just like anytime you have spare time you come up with a new idea because i'm totally the same where i'm like i'm like oh man i'm totally swamped i'm totally swamped with work and then i like just crush it all out get everything done and whatever and then i'm like oh got like an extra hour what should i what what else should i pile on like i gotta start something new now or do whatever and luckily for me emily's pretty good now because we've been married for gosh 12, 12 years uh, which is crazy on its own but um she keeps me in check a little bit like every now and then i'll tell her we'll be driving i'm like em i've got this new idea of like a business or something like whatever and she's like well that's good what about the other ones that you're always doing i'm like oh yeah well, what about we'll your see. kids, have
1: they picked up on that floor? Have they Um, they're they definitely
2: So the other thing too, like we homeschool our kids, so like I'm with them all day. And that's probably the hardest part is the fact that I still have to do my work and like the you know, do the things that I've taken on. But they'll be like beside me doing their, their school, but then when they're finished school, they're like, Hey Dad, well like let's go play now. And and I'm always It's this like tugging, I don't know, pull where I'm like, ah, usually I I try to, maybe I don't always do the best at it, but I try to like put my work to a side for a second, go play. and be like, okay, I've got like, you know, 20 minutes to an hour. I'm going to, let's go play Legos or jump on the trampoline or do whatever it is. And then I got to go back to doing work. And they definitely don't quite get the, like the work part of it too, because, um, I guess we, we live a a unique lifestyle and we travel a fair amount and, and get to do some rad stuff, but I don't go to do a nine to five, like a normal, I don't know, person maybe, or, or like a lot of people in society. And so, um, when we do these travels, I I try to explain like, well, daddy's got to go work and, and mommy too. Like Emily does a ton of work as well. Um, but so that we can go do these trips and they're just kind of like, well, why don't we just do the trips and you don't work? And I'm like, well, that's not exactly how it works. And so Tucker's at the age where I've been like trying to teach him about like, you know, finance and, and how the world works and money and and just, yeah, building wealth and all that stuff, which is pretty cool because he's he's kind of into it. Parker has no clue. She's just like, well, dad, let's go play Barbies. Come on. Um, and so I, I also try to like keep myself in check too. that. Why I do all this stuff is to have that freedom with my family. So I try to remember that, like, if that's the goal, then then I should don't drop like the goal to chase the goal. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I've already got a lot of what I'm looking for, then make sure that I'm actually spending time with my kids. If that's the end goal in in the, in the first place. But yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. How how do you juggle it all? How do you do like athletics, the different businesses, family?
1: I think you've you've from my eyes, you've crushed it in your balance with your family and um, how you balance your life, Nick. I uh, I mean my kids every time I come up with a new idea, my kids are like, Dad, are you you've got too many ideas already? Like, can you not just finish one before you start the other? Especially like my yeah, my two daughters, um. Uh, so yeah, I could definitely, there's definitely room for improvement in some areas. Um, But, you know, it's, it comes down to like, I'm just passionate about it. And I, that is like, I can decide if I wanted to go mountain biking today, I could go mountain biking today, but I, but I am also very keen to like get this done and see it through. And you know, it's like climbing a mountain. I'm just like racing to the top um, within each different business that I, that I start and, and just learning from them it's kind of like my university um and then on the weekends, you know i spend i I spend a bunch of time and i i eat breakfast with my kids every morning and dinner with my kids every night so i feel blessed for that um and we we have a great life but um yeah it's just trying to make sure that they're set up for life as well you know
2: yep no i did trust me i've as a parent, I fully understand and and respect that as well, and and I almost feel like that's it's hard to understand unless you're a parent, or like you can understand it, but it, it hits different when you're an actual parent. Like, there's no question that when I had our daughter Parker, our second kid, that it hit me like a bucket of cold water. Of like, now I really need to figure out financial literacy and all this stuff because I've got like. I've got a family that I've got to feed and I've got to take care of and set up for life. And it, like, I, I thought I had that already with Tucker, but then like after the second kid, it was like, okay, well, the family's just gotten bigger. This is now like more mouths to feed, which is one thing, but then it's like school and clothes and just future, like trying to set them up for success in their lives too. So I fully understand your kind of
1: mentality there. I find it so funny. Like, you know, my eldest daughter's, Almost, uh, she's nine this year, and um, I've and my youngest is five, and I still feel like I have. I'm like, man, were my parents? They seem so much more confident in this whole realm yeah. than, than I do, and it, and I'm pretty sure everybody's always the same. You know, you're just trying to figure it out as you go. So, um, and I, and that's cool, man. It's good to I I I enjoy like being slightly blind going into things. Yeah, it's fun. It's so much more fun to learn as you go. I find then to know the answer before before yeah. you take the step. That's, I I totally agree. <laughs> like you're you're actually running like a. To me, it's, I like to. And I think it, even with businesses, you tr- try to drop in like you're running a like an unportageable, unscoutable gorge, right? Yep. And you just drop in the thing that I always found when I was kayaking, anything hard was you didn't have to worry once you went past the point of no return. Yeah. Like once you couldn't catch your eddy, Okay. It's just send it. And, um, you know, Figure and it that's kind of, how I think. And, and it's a bit of an adrenaline rush, right? Yep. No, I parenting is a lot like that where, where I'm like,
2: you're in this walled in gorge that you can't scout. You can't portage. And there's zero beta, except that you know that it's been run many times before, and that it goes. And so, like, I'm just like, well, I'm figuring it out as we go. Like, here we go. Yeah, you, Sam, you mentioned learning a whole bunch, and and how um, that you're just like learning along the way. And then you also mentioned Richard Branson and Elon Musk. Have you like studied some of those guys in the past, um, and kind of like? just learn from them or do you just know of them from the fact that everybody knows
1: of them and they're just like global names? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely done a little bit of research on Elon Musk, Richard Branson. I love listening to the previous stories of how they've done things, but um, I actually find um, more relevance in the smaller operators really that are, uh, that are more hands-on on on the ground at at a scale that's more, within my kind of parameters um there's a, i mean uh, i really enjoy listening even you know within your podcast there's a bunch of awesome nuggets that you can take away from your yarns with rafa i really enjoyed that Tao. and then another podcast i love to listen to is called my first million and the title is not doesn't do us justice it's really just spitballing ideas and it just fires you up and you you let you hear these amazing stories of success and failure yep. and, um, and you just learn that everybody's in the same cycle. Right. Um, and it just comes down to, I guess, how different people execute and getting an overall understanding of, of where futures might be happening and listening to people that are, I guess, um, smarter than myself. And I, it's easier to learn from then. Um you know, and, and follow what they're kind of doing in certain areas and, and take nuggets from them. That's awesome.
2: I'll, I'll have to check that podcast out as well. And, and I totally agree that it's just, we're all on a, a, you know, a marathon and we might be at different places in, in that marathon, but it doesn't mean we don't have to compare ourselves like to, to other people because we might just be at different places in the same race. And at the same point, Maybe we have different goals too, like where it's just like, you know, d- different people want different things in life. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's good to just like l- learn for yourself, do kind of figure out w- what your goals are and figure the best way to do it and, and learn along the way. Cause it's uh, I don't know for for me anyway, it's been a huge, a huge proponent is just kind of like jumping in, figuring it out and learning from the mistakes and the success for sure. I learn more from the mistakes that I do from any success every time.
0: Yeah, well,
1: Yoda says uh, failure is the best uh, teacher, right? So yeah, sh- uh, I think he I was remember. a pretty smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So Sam, you've done so much. I I couldn't even list off all the different things that you've done. Winning your world championships, starting your rafting company, your kayak company, this mobile app world championships, your EV car thing that I still don't fully understand what you're doing there. What's next for you? Like do you have do you have things that you're like, "Oh, you know, this is my my future goal." You said you had your 100-year goal.
1: What's tell us a little bit. Maybe what's your next 5-year goal? Yeah, so right now <clears throat> just basically building so we're building a new zipline venture um which will be amazing you're going to be ziplining over waterfalls um it's going to be the probably i think it's probably going to be the most silent zipline in the world um just done heaps of different things within it and you know within that project it's really opened up the sustainability that we're trying to focus on so um, trying to reforest uh, it's about six hectares in native vegetation and expand the footprint. The goal being to be able to um, cleanse the water of the river so that in 100 years' time, you'd be able to drink the river that you raft or kayak down. That's cool. Um, and that's kind of the philosophy that we're trying to take to that approach and making sustainable um, employment and opportunities within our within our areas. You know, that's kind of what we're we're about within that kind of a, um, umbrella. And I guess the goal within that is really to um, set it up and elevate the business to be a, a lot more hands-off and just be kind of a board of advisors and come into your, to a, a weekly meeting on that regard. And then... Um, we're also dabbling in a little bit of e-commerce just trying to figure that kind of that's something that kind of excites me actually is so we've just um with mike dawson actually we're just launching um our first product which is um bluetooth headphones called toa music.co um we're just about to press go on that in the next couple of days and then yeah with App Champ. So that's kind of, you know, when you prioritize something that has the most potential, it kind of comes down to I think um the they all have quite good potential within themselves. But ultimately, you know, your bigger win would probably be from something within the mobile sector just because it is just such a mess. Um, you yeah. know, that your computer like When I compare myself to a competitor say for the zip line you might be talking um like a seven figure operator um in value um whereas if you talk to you compare yourself against a competitor in the mobile spacing they're like a nine billion dollar operation you know so that's kind of where I it's quite an interesting big pie and and um something to it's just fun to go after it um And then, but ultimately, I guess it's just to, to set yourself up so I can enjoy life and go mountain biking and ride my motorbike and hang out with my kids, but still have some luxuries that I've always dreamed about having, you know, from, I guess, as a little kid, I always wanted to have a plane with like a Superman S on the back was the dream when I was a little kid. And so probably not to have the same scale plane that I wanted to have when I was, when i don't want a 747 anymore i'm a bit more realistic i'll take a cessna (laughs) but uh you know just it's just some certain things that would would be like wins within my books you know for for what i'm after
2: that's awesome
1: sam i can't wait for
2: you to uh for well I'll just live side by side your autobiography because i I find it super interesting everything that you're doing and yeah i I wish you success with with it all because uh I don't know i i I've read your name in many newspapers and articles and stuff like that and and I think um I will continue to see that beyond just paddling and and sports and stuff like that so um, I know you've already done super successful with a lot of the businesses that you're doing, so keep it up. And and I'm stoked to to hear the day that like Google buys AppChamp or 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 whatever your mobile gaming thing will turn into or, or whatever. So keep it up. Um, I'm gonna move us on to the the next part of the show, Sam. That I call the fire round and just kind of um, fire off a couple quick questions that I ask all of our guests. Do you have a favorite quote? Or a quote that you live by? Yeah.
1: I, I'd, I would actually say that it really comes down from Richard Branson's, screw it, let's do it, you know, just like, let's just try it. Like, just give it a go, you know. I love that. And that's kind of how I definitely operate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I would I could easily see that in just hanging out with you, that that is how you operate. So I love that. Um, Sam, do you have a favorite book or current book that you're
1: reading? Actually, I um, I do. I love um, the subtle art of not giving it. And then F. Yeah. and I love the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, great reads. I actually don't l- read a lot of books. I I use um, Blinklist and I listen yep. to you know the blinklists uh, I love that. But at, at the moment, I see the most benefit for myself, and just listening to a podcast just because I can do it while I'm while I'm riding um, my my bike, you know for a few hours. If today was your last day on Earth, Sam, and and
2: everything that you've done, so which is a lot. but all of the you know, accolades and paddling, all of your businesses, everything was to go away with you. and you were only left with a piece of paper and a pen and you could write down three things to be true and three truths. And you could leave that for your friends, your family, for the next generations. Um, what might those three truths be?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, that you do, I, I, I firmly believe that you only have one life. And so you should take, you should like grab it and just get as much out of that one life as possible so to live your life to the fullest um and to live you live life like every day is your last i think are amazing um pieces of advice that everybody should should adhere to yeah and probably that um yeah it's always darkest before dawn as well so I mean, I, I, I think all of us that have kayaked, you know, you enjoy it. the perfect person, for example, of this is Eric Boehner. He loves, and, and Stuxberry and those guys love suffering. And mm-hmm. that is because the reward after suffering is so much better. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I, I love I, that. And I, think, I, I think a lot of people, you know, in this day and age, a lot of people find we're just not as mentally strong as we used to be in my opinion that's where you you people that with social media it's really easy to show rainbows and unicorns everywhere but it is really important to know that everybody has struggles and that you can you're going to be able to overcome them you just got to persevere within it you know stay strong
2: no i i love all of that advice in it and i totally agree and i almost to the point that even if life isn't hard because life is easy in a lot of aspects, just in the sense that, you know, we can go to a grocery store and get food and we can have taps that have water and obviously depending on where you live in, in the world and stuff. But, um, sometimes you just need to like force yourself into a situation where life is difficult just so that you continue to grow and you, you don't kind of get that complacency because, uh, I think that is one of the things that happens when life becomes too easy too often, you you get a little complacent in, in some things. So, so I, I love that uh, the idea that to push kind of that suffer upon yourself a little bit. And, uh, and I also just like the quote, it's, it's darkest before dawn because that can be extrapolated into so many different things. You know what I mean? Beyond just, you know, kayaking or sports or business or anything like that, that just anytime you're in a hard place and, and it's, it feels super dark around you Uh, know that it's, it's darkest before the dawn. So yeah, great advice there, Sam. It's something that I also try to do as much as I can for all of my guests that that come onto the show is, is to try to give back. So is there anything that you're currently focusing on? I, I know you mentioned literally like a ton of things, but is there any like one thing that, that you're focusing on that I might be able to help you out with or
1: possibly even my, my listeners? Yeah, your work-life balance, mate, is uh, awesome. I, I really take my hat off to it, and and the fact—I mean—I can't believe you've set up your own podcast. You've done your coffee, you've got your family TV show, um, and that you continue to travel around. You've got your kids growing up. Um, so just keep the biggest thing that you can keep doing is um, is sh- showing the light of how life can be lived in, um in such a different light, a different way, you know, and I really take my hat off to that and uh, to you and Emily and how you're raising your kids. Uh, I am definitely have moments of jealousy of uh, seeing you guys c- cruising around and, and living the dream over there. Um, and so just keep doing that so we can keep reminding ourselves of what is important, you know, so good yeah. job there.
2: Well, Well, thank you for that. I definitely uh feel super blessed with with a lot of opportunities that I have and uh and like like what you said there's been a lot of hard work to to get there but uh yeah I'm 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 loving life as as much as I can every day and and I can't wait to uh take the whole family to New Zealand cuz that's been on my hit list for some time. um and I still have never been there so I'm going to have to come for, yeah, yeah, I know. I have got to come over and little visit little Maybe, maybe once that zip line's come up, I'll, come, I'll be one of the first people maybe that can come do that. We'll see if they'll, they'll let me into the country or not.
1: Yeah, hopefully the anchors stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
2: Sam, for all of those out there that would love to continue to follow along your journey and your many different businesses and, and entrepreneurial feats that you're taking on, what might be the best way for people to
1: reach out or follow along? Probably to come over to New Zealand and hang out with me. I'm not the best at posting on social media, to be honest. Um, I do it every now and again just to show people that I'm still alive. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, definitely reach out to me on um, Facebook, uh, Messenger or um, or on Instagram. And uh, I'm definitely trying to get a little bit better at my social media. So reach out and it will force me to respond.
2: Well, what's also, where, where can people check out your, uh, your mobile app? What, what should they be looking for if they're on like Android or, or Apple or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so you actually have to go on to appchamp.co.nz just because of the parameters of operating a prize competition on those platforms. So okay. uh, in our current stage that we're at, um, but yeah, check out appchamp.co.nz or you can find appchamp on Instagram or facebook and follow the links from there and then within the because because the game's basically only live for seven days so we try to hide the game from people so they're all dotted around within the 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 app store and google play and we only activate connect that into our platform with the api that connects the leaderboard through um for the period where the game's live
2: that's awesome well go check out app champ everybody Um, Dot co dot co dot
1: com dot com dot n n z. Yeah, we're, we're too tight to buy the dot com for the moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I love it. Uh, final question for you. What is your definition of awesome?
1: Definition of awesome is always when you have that tingling moment within your body that comes from your gut that you are just living this unbelievable life in a moment that you can't can't describe in words and that to me is when you are awesome and living an awesome
2: life. I love that. Sam, thank you so very much for your time. This has been honestly one of my most favorite interviews. Uh, We definitely have to catch up again in person. And truly, I wish you all the best with all the the different things that you've got going on, because you definitely got a lot going on. And and I'm stoked for you. For all of our listeners out there um, that have tuned in, I hope you guys got some value out of this because Sam just dropped a ton of knowledge and a whole bunch of nuggets of gold, as I like to say in there. Um, check him out. Check out his app champ. If you guys go to New Zealand, you definitely have to go check out Rotorua Rafting. And uh, yeah, there's Sam's got so much going on. So if you did get value out of this, please, if you could share it out with, uh, with one person, share it out with a friend, a family member, help us just kind of build our collective and community as a whole. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my ask for you guys for today. Again, thank you so much for your time, Sam. I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.